is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you 20 years now experience in the Frederick and PA area. And uh, I also have with me... Terry he's looking, Kernan. He's like, Terry oh. Kernan. He's like, what's going on over there? S still riding shotgun. Still riding shotgun. <laughs> he hasn't bailed yet. He's like, all right, <laughs> the money's still in the vault. We're still getting grants. We're getting creative. It's still good. We're doing loans. It's all good. So, yeah. Sometimes you just got to laugh. So, Terry, here we go. The news of the week. Give us a breakdown. What's been going on? So the biggest news, and I talked about this last Saturday, was the biggest news that we were looking at was what was going to happen on Wednesday when the Fed concluded their two-day meeting. We all knew, everybody knew that they were going to raise it by 0.75%, okay? Yep. So what does that mean? They they raised the prime lending rate. They, they raised the lending rate to 0.75%. So what does that do to our prime rate? Is our prime rate went from six and a quarter to now seven percent, and that's what you're going to pay on car loans and consumer loans, and and that's a preferred rate, right? right? So it's the prime lending rate. So let's talk about what I mentioned last week, and that is not how much they raise it because we knew what that number was, but it was what Chairman Powell was going to say after the meeting, <clears throat> and what he basically said was he said that the benchmark interest rates will need to move even higher than expected to achieve the 2% inflation goal, okay? That is unfriendly language. That is not nice language. The market was doing very well, and everybody was expecting it. And when he said that, the market interest rates, uh, stock market dropped 580 points, I mean, it was not a very nice thing to say, okay? And he, I don't know if he realizes it, but as my professor at Frostburg State University in 1984 said, don't ever let anybody tell you that the federal, the chairman of the Federal Reserve is not the most powerful man in the world. And I don't think Chairman Powell realizes that what he says can change everything. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And it's enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm. Yeah, confidence. Confidence yeah, breeds confidence. It. You know, fear breeds fear. What did he say? Here's what he basically said. Fear, 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 fear. <laughs> Rates are going up. Fear, 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 fear. How dare he? So not very nice. They're going to continue to raise rates. I think they've done it too fast. Yep. I think they have to wait and see where this is going, and I think that they have to rely on the data. So, Is there a chance that the next time when they meet, which is when? They meet in December or January? They're going to meet in December. December. And, okay. And they're going to— Is there a chance it's going to be zero? Like, we're not doing anything. We're not going up or down or side. We're just zero. We're hitting the pause button, and we're just going to keep wait to see what happens and how the markets and the world and everything responds to it. Is that poss Is that on the table? That is currently that is not on the table, especially based on what he said. Is that is we're going to keep raising we're it? We're going to keep raising it. They need to move higher. 
what he said was they need to move higher than expected to achieve that 2% inflation goal. To, to get to 2% as fast as we can is going to root is going to this is going to upset everything maybe i mean it ha you can't it's like it's like terry it's like slamming the brakes when you don't need to it's like hitting the emergency brake going down the freeway when all you need to do is hit the regular brake am i right does that make sense you're gonna yeah, hit the, I see what you're saying. Why but, are you going to yeah. hit the emergency brake? We're all going right. to fly through the window and glass and wreck. No. Yeah. Yes, and and I think that's a good point. Is is you know you got to see cause and effect. Yes. So much of what we learn in history, okay, and and I'm talking about you know when you're in school, okay, you kind of learn dates. When was the War of 1812? That's a real one. You know, that's a hard mm -hmm. one to miss, but but. What you need to know is the cause and effect of the war, the cause and effect of the history. And what I'm looking for is the effect that of the interest rates rising. Yeah. Okay. And, and and we're not getting we're not being afforded that opportunity to see if anything that they're doing is making sense. I will tell you that our business has slowed down tremendously. Um, what would you say your applications right now? How what percentage would you say they're off right now as far as apps from last year? Probably sixty percent. Okay, okay, about sixty percent down. Okay, yeah. all right. So that's so this is a number that we can't say is seasonal because you're comparing it directly to this time last year, right? Yes. Okay. It's, this all right. is not that's seasonal. pretty significant. Uh, Okay, so we have covered all of that then. So we know what's going on um, in the markets and what they are predicting and all that kind of stuff. So, all right, let's pick it up here, Terry. Um, I'm going to do life on the streets real, real quick. Okay. All right, two properties. Remember I had for sale seven days of work getting show. They're getting a lot of showings, no activity, nothing. Thank God one of them we did finally. We just accepted an offer. It came in just a tiny bit, not much. It was at 425 got an offer for 400 420, but they were asking for 3% in, in uh, closing cost help, which the seller was grateful for because we were in a position where we weren't getting hardly any much more activity, which means we were at a place where you probably need to make about a 3% adjustment to stay ahead of the market and what's been going on to even get an offer. Boom. So this is a good offer. Uh, the people need to sell their house. No big deal, but we are starting to see more of that. But I do have another one that's a big concern that we've had on the market and we already lowered the price first time i've had to give a seller hey we need to adjust the value here to be able to get an offer at this point um it doesn't make sense because on paper we're bullseye but just because it looks right on paper doesn't mean the market responds to the paper you know so we just lowered it and adjusted it as i say a correction to get more competitive in the market by ten thousand, and we'll see and we're going to wait and see how that plays out i'm not going to go to them with no more Hey, what about this? What about and all that? There's no talk and need for that. We're going to let it play out and see what happens. And so, what's that list price? I'm sorry. Um, this is a condo down in Montgomery County right by Crown and Rio for $355. So we just brought it to $345. It's a first level. It's been all updated. It's gorgeous. Two bedroom, two bath. Um, perfect, perfect, perfect. And uh, they were selling for $358 two months ago. The last okay. one that just sold was 358. So this is what I'm talking about when staying ahead of the curve on a normal like the pace we were on, we could have added a 2-month time adjustment and put that puppy at 365 and said call it a day. You're going to get 30 showings, 10 offers, take your pick, go home, roll overs, go to sleep, we're great. No, that's changed. 
Wow. That's changed. Completely has changed in just six months or three months from that scenario, which would have probably played out pretty well, to now we're at 345, and we don't even know if they're going to get 345 yet. Wow. How's the condo fee? Ah, like 400 with the HOA condo combined is about 400 a month, which is not too crazy because once you start getting into some of those, like down by Bethesda, Silver Spring, woo, used Rockville, you start getting those six, seven, eight hundred dollar a month condo fees. That's going to change yeah, the so tunes. So 400's not bad. No, include, for Gaithersburg, that ain't bad at all. Does it include electricity or water anything? and sewer only? Water and but sewer, but still, only. hey. Okay. So we're. I think it's going to be okay now. But it's the first time that I've had to suggest to the seller to pivot, make a move, and this is what you're going to need to do to get an offer at this point because the market's not going to go up. And the demand is going to go up for that enough to bridge the gap and stay where you're at and get an offer. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? So that's yeah. what happened with that scenario. So that's that piece of life on the street. So so I just want to say that those questions that I just asked Darren, like about the condo fee, those are questions that you as a buyer should be asking your realtor is what is that condo fee? What does it include? Because yes. if Darren said $800, but it includes... TV and, and water, sewer, gas electric. Yeah. and electric yes. and all that, that's really not that bad. No, because now you've got, what, two or $300 a month in utility costs? Yep. So if you back those out, it's like having a $500 a month condo fee thing or whatever. Correct. But the thing people need to understand, too, oh, this is really important on condo stuff. Real quick, um, some condos I've sold, most of them include all the outside, the maintenance, the exterior, the decking part. Um, even the roof, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Not the yes. inside, but all the outside and the insurance, the master insurance policy, they call it some condos. I had one in the last few years, the roof wasn't included. Hmm. Yeah. I, and you're going to go, how is that? How is that? Because it's an HOA and condo, but the HOA part is what kind of overruled. So water and sewer wasn't included. It looks just like a townhouse. It was in Montgomery County. It looks just like a townhouse. But the owner is responsible to replace a roof, okay. not the condo, Your Honor. So, obviously, the fees were less than everything, right? So, okay. And then you get into amenities. You get into, does the community have a pool? Does it not have a pool? What other things are included that would be beneficial to owning that and being there versus nothing, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. So, those are important. All right, so let's move on. So that's what I've been dealing with there. So you need to get us a nice little buyer. Somebody needs to call in and say, hey, first level, buy Rio in the Crown down there in Gaithersburg. Beautiful area, beautiful condo, nothing else you could ever want. It's great. So we're going to get our soul because the demand is still really high there and all that. So, all right, let's get into this, Terry. This is the important thing on um, the mortgage side for loans. All right, for every $100,000 borrowed that everybody does, right? Mm -hmm. We like to use $400,000 loan because that's just a nice, like, average. It's easy to use, and it's pretty good, right? All right, it went back in the day. Let's go backwards for a minute. I know it's going to be tough, but we're going to do it. 3%. We were at 3% on that. It was 421 For every $100,000 borrowed, you had $421 mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. At 3%. That's only principal and interest. That's not taxes and insurances and all this fun stuff and all that. Okay? Correct. At today, 7 and a quarter percent, what is the principal and interest on a quarter, 7 and a quarter percent for every $100,000 borrowed today? 
For every $100,000 that you borrow today, it's approximately $682. Okay, so $682, right? $682. So on a $400,000 note, we're at about? We're at about, let's say, uh, $2,700. $2,800. $2,800 a month. So by the time someone adds their taxes and insurances, because those wildly vary, mm-hmm. or condo, HOA, and other fees that are in the mortgage, if you will, at escrowed, um, we're over $3,000 a month mortgage payment. Yes, on a $400,000 mortgage. Yep, and that's where we see the pushback. This is where we're see. This is where that break point. Now, when we say $400,000 mortgage, I'm not talking about selling a house at $400,000 because now if somebody does a USDA or a VA loan that's 100% financed, mm-hmm. then yes, that's to hold true. But if they're doing an FHA or especially a conventional with 5 10 20% down, that would be a higher priced home. Now your home may be $425,000 home, but now your mortgage is four hundred, dollars and then that number holds true, right? It does. Okay. Yes. So this is what people want to know. Um, for a $100,000 loan, this is nice calculations. What the question was someone asked me is, okay, Darren, since rates are going up, okay, if they go up a qu- every quarter percent that an interest rate goes up, how much does my payment go up, but how much does my purchasing power go down? Okay. Get it? Yes. So you're the numbers man. So on a quarter percent with a rate increase, if this continues like they're saying it's going to do a little bit, how does that affect somebody that today they're pre-qualified for a four, you can go buy a $400,000 home, Your Honor, but tomorrow if interest rates go up a quarter percent, uh-oh, now what does that do to them? It hurts their qualifying power by about $17 per $100,000. Good. Okay. So on a $400,000 loan, it's basically $68 more a month. There you go. Okay. 68 mm-hmm. bucks more a month. And that is the qualifying power that you'd have to, you know, you'd have to lower that down. So basically 68 so about $9,000 is what you're taking a look at. Okay. There you go. So on so on a quarter percent, uh-oh. Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, you can't be at four hundred. We gotta be at three ninety one. Three ninety one. Okay. Yeah. So the biggest thing I know that you do that's so smart is you when you're pre qualifying a buyer today, you're already kind of factoring in if they don't lock in by XYZ date mm-hmm. and that rate goes up. What's the worst case scenario? Like what would happen if they got our contracts and go, Oh, you can't buy that house now? That's out of your that that just exceeded now what you're qualified for. How do you handle that as a lender? So what I do is I get somebody qualified for a payment. Okay. And I'll say, okay, you make five thousand dollars a month. You're the maximum payment you can go is let's say two thousand dollars a month. So we have to fit your principal and your interest, your HOA fee, and your taxes and your insurance all under that $2,000 limit. Okay. So every house is going to be different, right? Every house, it could have city taxes, which are about 25% higher than just outside the city taxes. Okay. So what I do is I qualify you for a dollar amount. Forget, forget whatever price tag. And then I'll work with them to back into it the range that we're taking a look at 
but I continually remind them that our ceiling on a payment is $2,000. Okay. And that's the way that you avoid those problems. So when they say, hey, Terry, we're going to look at three houses today, I said, great, let me know how it goes. And they call and they say, hey, we found one. Great. Let's take a look at the numbers and see where, okay, you came in at $1,982. You qualify. Okay. But if it comes in at 2100 I said, okay, now we've got to figure out how we can make it work at $2,100 as long as you're comfortable with the payment. Then we got to figure out, okay, so we look and we say, okay, they've got uh, a credit card with a $25 a month balance. Yeah, this is where strategy gets important because the first very thing important. is, so the first thing is you, I know many times you've said to me, um, hey, Darren, we're right on the edge. Um uh, when you go look at these places they want to see, okay, uh, I need to know, like, I need to know what it is they're looking at because you need to be careful because if, like you said, the taxes may be higher or HOA fees or whatever, and that could push it over the limit. But once in the, in the event we've had that happen, and in the event we kind of cross that line by a hair, this is where this is where real strategy and expertise as a lender and as me as an agent come into play but now you more than me and that becomes two things on my side it would be negotiating a deal because you go first and this is what i mean by that the credit card card payment other factors what is it that they can do to now get in that safe zone is there a strategy for that yes and then if there isn't i need to somehow figure out how do we offer less in price ask for closing costs and all that kind of stuff Let's talk about what do you do as a strategy to get them back in a safe zone if we cross that line by a little bit. So let's talk, and, and we're going to go with a just a straight conventional loan, and we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about the, the debt-to-income ratio. There we go. Okay. okay. So the debt-to-income ratio is we're going to use a simple number of $5,000 a month, and if they have good credit, then they will be able to get a – approved for a loan where their total debt where their total debt is as high as $2490, you know, right below that 50% level. So, if you take your new mortgage, which we're going to say is $200, and then they have credit cards and a small car payment and they're going to take that and you add the two together and that number comes up to 2490 or below we're right on the edge. We're right Whoop. on the edge. We're at 49% back ratio. I've talked about that. The back ratio is when you take your new mortgage payment, add it together with all of your debt that you owe, and divide that into your income, which we're using as $5,000 as a simple income. Okay. okay. Yep. And so what we have to do is I'm going to give a number and I'm going to say, okay, Darren, they have $490 worth of credit cards and everything else. So we can't go above the $2,000 mortgage payment. If they do pass over that, then we have to take a look and say, okay, what can we pay off? What? And we've even refinanced somebody's car, okay, if they had a high interest rate. If we can get them a lower interest rate, a lower payment. It's all about the payment, right? Everything's about the payment. Everything is about the payment. And so it's like we talked about last week. People don't care that rates are going up until they see what their new payment is. And then they're like, whoa, 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 right? We yep. talked about that last week. So basically what we have to do is then we have to analyze and say, where can we take from 
total debt and reduce it so we can increase their purchasing power. And so that is a strategy that we have always done, but in today's environment, we are doing it on every single loan because most people coming in are trying to maximize their buying power. Right. As f- they're taking it as far as they can go, and you just have to be very careful. And and part of the reason people are taking it that far is they feel comfortable that that at some point in the next two to three years, within the next two years, possibly three, whenever, they're going to have an opportunity to refinance into a lower mortgage. Right. That could happen. But here's the big thing on my side that I think of, and this is my question to you, okay? Uh, let's say, for instance, that they um, I can't get them closing help. I, I can't get them. The, they're not, the, the seller is just not going to come down in price. They're not going to give more closing help to bridge some gap and all that. So depending on what kind of loan type, whether it's like a 3 or 5% down or 10% down conventional loan or whatever, if, in fact, you've, you've maximized every avenue to lower their payment to keep under debt ratios, have you had – what about the strategy to where you say, okay, under these circumstances, we were going to do a, a 5% down conventional, but now to make this work, you got to do a 3% down. Because now you have that – you're going to free up some extra cash that would have went towards closing costs or down payment mm-hmm. to be able to throw over into this pile of reducing debt, get rid of it, or do something. How often are you seeing that where you're now switching loan programs to make it work? And does the interest rate and payment change because of a different mortgage program? Very, very, very good questions. <clears throat> Pretty much every loan that we're seeing right now, we have to do some sort of... Uh, I call it finagling. Finagling, <laughs> yes. Shell gaming, finagling, because, having fun. Because people are really... It's amazing how much their payment has gone up. They're on the edge. They're on the edge. And so everybody's pushing it to the edge. So, yes, that happens. So exactly what you said, taking a 5% down to a 3%, it may tweak the loan. I mean, it's going to tweak the loan... But what, what's going to be higher is the mortgage insurance. Yep, that's it. Will be higher. How much is that, by the way, on an average? Just any ideas on that? Because people are going to want to know how does that affect the more insurance? Credit-driven. So Ah, it's not all. just a, hey, 3 to 5%, 5 to 3 It's credit-driven. Yeah, there's a whole matrix that, that comes Ooh. with it. So everything's credit-driven. So if you're looking at, let's say... 750 credit scores. Okay. Okay, 760 credit scores, top-notch credit. On a 3% down loan, or let's take 5%, on a 5% down loan, you're probably looking at a rate factor of around 25.25. Okay. Okay. And what that means is is they take your loan amount of 400000 they times it by 0.25%. They divide that by 12, and that is your monthly mortgage insurance. It's that easy. There you go. But if you have dinged credit, you know, you're down in the 700, even dropping below, you're going to be at 0.5% if you're below in the 720s. You know, that's going to double. So instead of, you know, $88 a month, it's going to be... It's going to be, you know, $160, $170 a month. So every time that your credit score gets lower, that is basically going to be a challenge for you. 
So the bottom line is, uh, this is why we do what we do, because we are on the edge all the time now. This is where experience in Ontario, this is where it matters, because it's almost like one, we went from the extreme of, like, remember back in 08 and this and that, if you had a pulse, we can get it done. And then we've come more balanced six months ago to where, well, you have to have income, you have to have a pulse, you have to have this, you can't exceed this loan value, you got to do this and this and this. And now we've come over, it feels like, to this pendulum side now in an in a, in a uncharted almost territory of, okay, we need to make sure we look at every little move on the board like a chess game, right? Mm-hmm. Because one small wrong move on the chess board can upset the whole apple cart and be a disaster and now the seller doesn't get the way. So, what, so here's why I mention this. Okay, you know how to do this. You're already being proactive. Like when you're already doing these loans, you're already thinking ahead, thinking like, well, if this happens this way, this happens this way, we would need to adjust or move this way or that way with the rates or whatever, and this is how it affects everything. You're already doing that, right? Right. The way I'm thinking that is that a realtor, I'm representing a seller. I get an offering. I see who's the loan officer, the lending, the company, the whole nine years, what are they doing? And the thing that's a little tricky for us, Terry, is we're seeing like, okay, um, credit's been looked at, income's been verified, blah, 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 blah. They have a job, you know, all the, all the main things check out well, but then there's no granular stuff. There's nothing granular. There's nothing that can say um, they're on the edge. This is how far, this is how close their loan is to the edge of one wrong little move over here, 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 there goes, sorry, they can't buy it now. Oh, sorry to your sellers. That's what scares me as an agent. Does that make sense? 100%. And this is why it's so important, guys, for buyers out there and sellers. You know, I'm not knocking an agent or anybody that hasn't been in this a long time. That has nothing to do. This has to do with everything of asking the right questions in knowing what to ask, in knowing what to pay attention to. Yes. So what do you feel as a lender, what do you feel would be some of the most important things because of this now, this new environment, mm-hmm. what would be some of the most important things an agent like me should be asking to represent and help their seller not accept an offer on a, on a buyer that submitted one that has a, a, a loan, a, a program, whatever's going on over there, to what to pay attention to from your angle. Does that make sense? That is um, a couple things. Uh, but the number one thing is if you're talking to an agent, if you're talking to a lender who has a letter that is submitted to you on your, on your house, yep. a contract comes in, a lender provides a letter that basically says John Smith is approved, everything looks good, and I always call the agents to kind of talk the deals over. But let's say you talk to a, the lender. The first question I would ask if I was you is yep. you have them qualified. At what rate do you have them qualified? Okay, so the first question is what rate is that if they don't have it on there? Correct. And is that going to be locked in soon or not or whatever, right? Yeah, because... Because in the volatility that we're experiencing is like nothing I have ever dealt with in this business. We're day trading. And and yes. And and we're thirty six I'm thirty six years into this and I've never seen the volatility like this. So what I'm recommending is if somebody has a contract that's being offered, we offer overnight protection. Let's lock it in tonight. 
All right, guys, there we go. Awesome stuff. I hope this helps y'all out. That's why we're here. Our information's coming up. And also, Terry, as I said, go to my website, DarrenAhern.com. I'm giving away a $50 gift card to Dunkin' Donuts coming up. Of anybody that fills out the information and makes suggestions, we will see you next week on your Frederick Real Estate Update. Take care now. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.